The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 282 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Our friends at Literati Press have started a Kickstarter campaign for issue two of Alien Engaged. Here to talk about it is artist, illustrator, and writer Greg White, along with Literati Chief Strategist Buck Berlin. Guys, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. Pull yeah. that down just a little closer to you there. Oh, all right. There you go. Um, okay, uh, so for those who don't remember, uh, Greg, tell us about uh, Alien Engaged. Yeah, uh, Alien Engaged is our um, debut comic. It's mm-hmm. a, uh, three. The uh, first volume is a three-issue run uh, about a man who is... So love besotted uh, on his way to propose to his girlfriend that he doesn't realize that there's an alien invasion happening all around him. Uh, we're uh, about to release issue two this month mm-hmm. with issue three to follow in November. Good deal. And you've got the Kickstarter going. Tell us about what's going on with the Kickstarter. We do. We've got um, the Kickstarter for issue two is up right now. We've got four more days uh, for people to donate mm-hmm. um, or to kickstart. Uh, we've got tons of different tiers, which include alternate covers, um, the back issue of number one and number two. Um, I believe we even have a coaster design. Like oh, an cool. in, We have our in-world beer brand coaster design. Um, I believe so. And the uh, in-world literati uh, uh, promise, donate $3,000. Greg's going to put you in the comic eating cake. Uh, three, I'll three whole pages. I will find a way to work that in no yep. matter how. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And so tell us what, how did issue one go? It went really well. Yeah. Uh, it's so far, it's gotten a really good uh, reception of everyone that I've spoken to. Yeah, it sold very well for me. And uh, from what I've talked about uh, with my other comic shop cohorts, mm-hmm. uh, did pretty well around the state. So that's great. And yeah. already, I know you guys have made goal on, on the Kickstarter and hoping to hit these uh, stretch goals as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Which was. That was really encouraging because we hit we hit our initial goal really quickly. Yeah, on both uh, both campaigns, so that's really an encouraging thing for us. So, what should people know about uh, the first issue if they want to start? If they just want to start at issue two, um, it's freaking hilarious for one. And, uh, just Go get un- the first issue. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, you only have two more. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you can't get a hold of issue one, talk to your comic shop and say, why are you worthwhile? Get me issue one. Yes. <laughs> we will get copies to people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess if you're missing issue one, uh, just know that it's a guy who was getting ready to propose and then, well, the alien invasion happened, yep. but he was just blissfully ignorant and then a comedy of errors happened. and. Mm-hmm. And the issue two starts from a different perspective. We oh, see wow. like with a whole morning from his roommate's perspective, or at least the beginning of his morning. So, mm-hmm. so it's a different idea of, of, of a different point of view from somebody. At least initially, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have kind of like a framing device for each of the three books. That the first one starts with our main character. The second one starts with his roommate. The third one starts with his girlfriend. And so we're expecting three books out of this one. 
Uh, yes. Okay. Are I, we going to continue it on now? That's our hope. Yes. Um, I, you know, what we want to see kind of how after the dust settles uh, for volume one, uh, after I, you know, can catch up on some sleep again. Yes. Um, that, you know, we can see about, because uh, we already have a lot of storied, uh, story ideas of where we want to take it, but it's just whether or not the demand is going to be there. Well, I mean, it's a really smart approach because so many creators uh, start off with the uh, this idea of, I'm going to create the world. I'm going to have my series of graphic novels. Here's my epic. As opposed to, let me see if this works. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's have fun with it. Well, and that's what Colin and I, Colin and I had started because we were, we've been writing partners for years and years, but our initial project was overly ambitious <laughs> for, <laughs> for some fledgling um, creators. I mean, certainly I didn't know how much time was going to go into creating one floppy issue, much less a graphic novel. Um, and so you know, we had gotten ourselves into writing this, this fantasy epic and realized pretty soon, like, that I don't know, this is going to take like 10 years to do, <laughs> if at all. Uh, and we decided to pare it back down and we were going to initially do Alien Gaged as a single issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it kind of, it did kind of expand, but it's still our initial story. The initial pitch that we had started working on is going to be in these three uh, these three issues in volume right. one and then other story ideas began to you know possibilities that we, like you know kind of back doors we could leave open for further exploration um, but not having to commit to like oh it's not complete until the entire series is you know is this uh, your first comic book uh yes it's not my first um like comic related project i did right. a, sh- a short six pager uh for was the uh, comics is art then uh, got printed in uh, Literati Presents? Yes, I think yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I also did a bunch of online just like four panel mini comics, but this is my first book. Yeah, yeah. So what did you bring that would that you from your just your past to bring and make this a reality? Um, <laughs> Being a comic fan, <laughs> I'm yeah. guessing uh, right place, right time. Yeah. Um, I had already developed a relationship with literati press through my uh print goods yeah. I, I sell coasters and postcards and that sort of thing uh and just through being in kind of the oklahoma geek you know <laughs> yes, and yes. art circles um and then you know charles had known for quite a while that i was working on something with with colin and i would always kind of bring it up randomly until he kind of gave me the assignment you know, do the comics is art tv or not, mm-hmm. uh the comics is art um art show art show yes uh, yeah. thank you yeah uh, and that really kind of gave us the push to make it a reality. That's fantastic. Have you heard back from reactions from people on issue one? We did. There's, um, well, there was a really cute little unboxing video that I saw online <laughs> of, you know, just some uh, random fan who found us on Kickstarter and funded us. Um, and I mean, I will say I've not had as much chance to um, get a lot of firsthand experience, you know, uh, discussion with other people because I'm just in my office all the time working on issue three and yeah. trying to make sure we hit that deadline. Yeah. Um, no, the, the commitment that this team has, uh, put forth is, is unlike most, uh, other creatives that we've, uh, brought into the fold on, mm-hmm. on literati. Uh, they're, they're very mindful of deadlines of when they have to get all their stuff done. We've, we've done minimal reminders of, you know, what's going on. And even when we do the read-throughs and the critiques, it's just minimal stuff. So it's coming out pretty fresh, pretty pure. 
mm-hmm. honestly. That's that's the goal. I'm working on an ulcer to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is the purest you. ulcer that is <laughs> a very uh, art, art, has a lot of artistic integrity. Yeah. My ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> and you, so the first one came out in was it July, uh, September twenty first, September. So you're actually almost putting one out every other month. Uh, no, every every month of fall. Oh so my gosh! September, October, November. Yeah, that's, that's right. It is October. Yeah, again. <laughs> again yeah, which uh, I think it, I think your uh, issue two comes out either this week or next. I mean, I honestly, think. you probably know better than I do at this yeah. point. Like, I um, once again, I've been burying my head in if, in the sand I, of just art. If I was uh, more clever and uh, on the ball, I would have checked my invoices before I came here. But you know. <laughs> Actually, but, I can do that right now while you all talk, I'm yeah. sure. Well, but being able to put this out on a monthly basis, even if it's just a three-issue arc, is still a lot of work. It talk is. to me about that. Uh, I mean, it, I've been working um, just to get issues two and three uh, done on time for the last nine months. I put all other work uh, on the back burner, mm-hmm. um, and I had no idea how extensive that that process was going to be. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll get it done this spring. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out... Uh, no, it's actually like a nine-month process to get these, um, but it's been really gratifying to me to have you know to get those goals. Um, but also, there's a release strategy is that you know we don't want to lose ground and lose readership right. between volumes or between books. Uh, so I think it's really important to all of us to you know hit those goals and make sure that we have the best product we can at a timely rate, um, kind of to prove ourselves to our readership. You know, we were unknown, and I have always said that you know there's uh, to to build your own platform, I don't have a I don't have a big name, but I do have all I can do is the art. Mm-hmm. We can do a, a good product, we can do solid writing, and we can hit our deadlines and try to be as professional as possible, uh, and hope that that helps to build our audience. Yeah, and I mean consistency is key, right? With uh, with all this, making sure that we still uh, stay in everyone's mind with everything, because man, today just flies by. You know, it's yes. not like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, go back 10 years and it was, uh, you know, you talk about kind of the same thing all week and now it's the, hey, what happened yesterday? Uh, I don't remember <laughs> because today's yep. so crazy. Yeah. So. So talk to me about the process of what it takes to put together a comic from, from an illustrator standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're basically, uh, we are writing the entire time, the mm-hmm. whole process from, you know, we get a, a rough draft script version um, together, just cobble that together, usually from notes and discussions. Um, I begin breaking down pages. Actually, no, actually, I take that back. That's a Colin's job. We'll take the comic, yeah. break it down into like, okay, page break here, page break here. Um, I go through and storyboard out all the panels, uh, lay the dialogue over. If it turns out that there's a pacing issue or we need, you know, a, a one page here, you know, to allow for the dialogue to, you know, be a little bit more, um, to flow more freely. Like there was one scene in issue two that went from a two page to a four page and I was cannibalized other sequences that we didn't mm-hmm. need. Um, so that's just kind of a process in itself to make sure that the book flows. Um, then I start doing the pencils, mm-hmm. the, the which is, it's all digital, but it's the rough sketches, the final line work and the final coloring. Um, and then we go back through and keep rewriting and, uh, tweaking dialogue and then we put it in front of an, an editing team who tells us everything we did wrong and we can yeah, go back right. and fix it no, i actually really appreciated that yeah. that whole process has been i think helps to make the book the best it can be yeah and, and i mean it, it sounds like it's the, this really daunting thing but really it's just 
a bunch of friends that have read tons of comics and are like, hey, that looks a little funky. Ooh, you know what? Just add this little thing here. Right. You know, oh, that's misspelled. And with the storyboards, though, those are not as, as complicated. Those are not as as much drawn. Those are just kind of give an idea. Oh, it's, I mean, it's... Uh, like a rough thumbnail? Anyone who looks at it always laughs because, I mean, it's like literally dot eyes and smiley faces and yes. stuff. Like it's the most, <laughs> like, rudimentary kind of just making sure that I know, like, okay, this is going to be a What's that uh, Kickstarter uh, stretch goal? <laughs> you can Original a, uh, thumbnail right? copy of the book. <laughs> I don't know that it'll be worth reading. (laughs) It's worth more. It's like that uh, Wolverine Origins cut that got leaked out that's, you know, unfinished CGI. Yeah, it looks like a a comic book that a seven-year-old did. Yeah. (laughs) You know, some people might want, like, just, like, images of the storyboards. That way, when you can become rich and famous, they can Mm -hmm. sell it for for millions of dollars. Well, we are doing a lot of behind-the-scenes panels in the back of the book. Um, Yeah, which, man, that stuff's almost as good as just the book itself. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, it's super entertaining because you all write yourselves as yourselves and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Well, and then this next one, um, there's kind of a peek behind. With uh, issue three, I had a new location that I was wanting to build out that was it basically like it's a car garage mm-hmm. that I wanted to look like a 1920s Art Deco style two-story car garage. Those do not exist, at least not anymore, not on Route 66. Um but I did a, a really rough sketch, and my brother works um, at an architecture firm, and he built a 3D model based on, like, did a floor plan and a 3D model of an actually architecturally sound, you know, building. Oh. And I can use that for reference wow. and stuff. Yeah. So we'll have some of that in the back of issue three. It's kind of like a behind the scenes, you know, See, getting architectural amazing. help from a professional to make sure the book looks real. Yeah, and man, that's always the coolest stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, like... um. I mean, that just kind of harkens back to when Jeff Johns and, uh, was it Scott Collins got on The Flash? And they were like, let's map out Keystone City. Mm. Here's how all of this works. Oh, that's Here's very the quickest cool. way. Yeah, so mm-hmm. when you hear stuff like that, it's the, okay, so actual care went into this thing. Yeah. It's not the, let's see if we can make a comic. Yeah, but, and, that's, yeah. and that's what I love when I read the, it's usually, I don't usually see it in the Marvel and DC, but your third party uh, comic creators tend to have at the very end kind of a making of how did we put this together? And I love reading that. Yeah. Well, because uh, every process is different. Well, yeah. I say every process. Uh, a lot of processes are, are different, and, and really it comes down to your creative team because the mm-hmm. way that you all do this is not your standard comic-making process. Yeah. Um, but it just shows that, you know, uh, one, you've figured out how to make your friendship work through uh professionalism which is so much harder than you know most people think it's the well it's my friend they're always going to have my back no right (laughs) well we did we do have sometimes creative disagreements and we have to work through those right usually um usually you just don't talk to each other for for a few days (laughs) and usually one of us can kind of convince the other or um it comes to fisticuffs it, to me, it's usually about like Knife getting fights. over myself a little bit. And oh, yeah. be like, oh, is, is my way the best way? Maybe I should rethink that a little <laughs> bit. And yeah, usually we come up to like, a, usually there's a way to kind of work both ideas. Yeah. And, you know, because we really, we really have a very, very similar vision for the comic. It's yeah. just kind of like on minor things. And then we work through them and, you know, it always, we always land on our feet, always works out. And I usually, I think it usually makes the book better when we. Yeah. And, and that's what I find most impressive. Uh, about the uh, artists that I, I can tell have a professional future. It's that they really care about their their uh, 
you know, your vision, yeah, or... your vision, your your project, but nothing's precious, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. know, it, it's that this matters the world to me. However, uh, it's not set in stone yet. Let's drop it. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, this really cool moment I have that I've thought about for years and be perfect for here. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it slows down the plot. Oh well, throw it out. Yep. You don't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the whole kill your dog, kill your darlings. You know, very true. Yeah. And I, I think I experienced more of that with issue two than issue one because, um, like the whole opening monologue. I mean, we probably it's you know it's from a different character character's perspective, and um, I had worked really hard on that and you know kind of personally felt it was perfect and we don't need to change it and then and then we just had to kind of rewrite it and we we rewrote that sequence probably five or six times um you know the through the course of everything including all the edits and stuff and at some point you kind of learn to let go and like okay well this is something that i feel really passionately about and this line even if I thought it was a good idea, it doesn't actually bring anything to the story. Let's jettison that. Yeah, and that's again why the storyboarding is got to be as simple as possible. You don't want to put in a bunch of color and inks mm-hmm. and all these things that you you wasted enough time on. Right. Yeah, that's the saddest thing we see at Literati is people who come in with finished books ready to go who are like, "Well, mm-hmm. I don't need to change a thing because it's already done." Yeah. And, and like, then oh, we, well, yeah. and then we point out a thing, and they're like, "Oh, I forgot that whole." panel that should have been there to explain the oh yeah. no yeah. the only thing more daunting for me as an artist the only thing more daunting than a like a blank page at the start of a project is having to go back to the drawing board on a page i've already yeah completed yeah you said that you do the, the penciling and the ink and the the coloring that's mm-hmm. usually done in professional places like by some by different people right they so usually have a whole production team yeah. And that's also why it takes longer. Um, at this point, I, I feel like I would maybe have a hard time relinquishing control. <laughs> but uh, it does put a lot on your plate. Yeah. and But it it's, gives you the c- complete creative control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, and, it's, a, it's a trade-off. <laughs> well, but uh, it, it's one that really paid off because uh, something that we've been getting praise for is the color palette. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, your typical indie uh, press book that first starts out has kind of that same very basic color palette. Right. You can always just kind of tell. And the the difference between those that start out and those that have gone a while have bought that next tier of color palette, which is usually everything but a shade down. Yeah. Uh, your team was like, let's take that. We'll go a shade up because yeah, we- it, it fits tonally with the time. It, it makes it stand out more. It just makes it look kind of funky. In a, this is weird and a little uncomfortable, but why? <laughs> and then you see, oh, well, it's a sunny, cheery character. He's, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it just fits perfectly. And and it's Thanks. just the, the choices you've made are so non-traditional, but they work. So I appreciate that. And then, yeah, the color palette was very deliberate. Right. We established that early on, even in the character, de- the character development phase. Um, part of it's because it's set in the 80s. So mm-hmm. we wanted sort of the... Um, pastel colors and a lot of neon and that sort of thing. Um, but also we just wanted it to, to feel consistent uh, tonally. And so kind of having all this horrible, violent alien stuff happening, because the whole book is really about contrast. The, you know, huge global stakes of the planet versus 
what feels like a global stake of being dumped or yeah. you know like these people the, yeah. the, these characters kind of small interpersonal drama played out against yeah what what is truly your world yeah, is yeah. your world the true world with everyone in it or is it the it is my surroundings and you mm-hmm. know everything that influences me yeah and then once again with the colors having the contrast between this bright sunny cheerful spring morning it's it's like going black and white it, it takes the some of the violence out of it because yeah. violence need to be needs to be present and known, mm-hmm. but violence isn't the focal point. Right. Yeah. And having Literati Press being around for such a long time and having these experienced editors and, and people that can really know <laughs> comics, does well, that you, help out in, in helping you guys create something like this? I mean, I, we would be nowhere without the, the, the team. It has made the book better. Um, it's been really encouraging. I mean, even things like the, the table read, um, you know, it, it can be a little bit, I don't want to say, uh, it is daunting. Yeah. But a, a little... Oh, absolutely. Because you're just there and, and you're out in the open. Mm-hmm. You're there to be like, hey, tear me apart. Yeah. It's, it's a little vulnerable. Um, but it also, it, it's so good for the book um, mm-hmm. to know, you know, what can we do better? But then also finding out what laughs you know what works with other people what um what gags actually really land and uh you know whether the these things that we've worked on that colin and i make each other laugh but does this work outside yeah, of right. that context so yeah having that team yeah and then just finding you amazing know, yeah finding all the stuff that you all you know could have punched up or the oh no guys tone that down that kind of thing yeah yeah and it's funny you say you know experienced team because we're all still kind of learning about this too mm-hmm. it's just you know we learned real quick <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's kind of the okay well we we got burned real bad and we now know that mm-hmm. you know kind of what to look for so it's it's more kind of that and then um so far it's been a lot of the same uh uh, spirit and personalities uh, that come to play, you know, because it's it's one thing before you sit down to talk about your work, you know, which is a work of art, but again, can't be precious, but mm-hmm. has to be all this, you know, all these other things. Um, so it it's just kind of uh, once we sit down, everyone understands. Yeah, let's put all pretenses aside. Let's go forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what we can do to make this the best thing. Um, those that haven't, you know, just find themselves not working out and just keep putting their projects back and back. So, and one of the things that I have been so, um, so happy about with, uh, with literati is that anything that they are asking us to change is not, uh, they know what the book is. Like right. they got what Colin and I were, were trying to do. And so I've never felt like they're saying that I've ever gotten any note that's, that would be like, this is uh, like it's trying to make the version of what we were developing the best version mm-hmm. that we can make as opposed to trying to turn it into something different. Speaking of, uh, the reason we really brought you here is issue three editorially just doesn't work for us. <laughs> yeah. So um, Page one rewrite. Yeah, if you could just make it about how to get like an equity loan or um, how to do, you know, Long division. I mean, I guess you guys call the shots. We'll just have to do it. Okay, good. I'm glad you uh, understood. Which, of course, is one of the problems that happens in the larger comic book firms. You've got oh, editors yeah. and, and higher-ups the, the, mm-hmm. from the boardroom that says, nope, can't go that way, so completely scrap all your creative ability and write it the way we want you to write it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's the, oh, well, uh, make sure you include this, or, oh, mm-hmm. better not mention that. Yeah. You know. 
Once again, unless you uh, kickstart $3,000, then I will draw yeah. you eating cake. And <laughs> yeah. like Make sure they're eating a hostess ding-dong yeah. at some point during the entire thing. I'll so take we that can... note. Yeah. <laughs> so Kickstarter for Literati started back in 2020 when we launched Glamorella's Daughter. Yep. How has the crowd been for Kickstarter as we've been doing them? More and more. So far, it has been phenomenal. We've built a very strong base of followers who uh, are hungry for our content. They understand what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, they understand that it, you know, we're not just gonna, you know, do everything all at once. That you know, each title is the new project and it's the new step forward. Uh, but it doesn't mean that we're veering off of the path that we've been before. So it's always interesting content with uh, focus towards an audience that is not just uh, a singular audience. It's this audience that has these broader uh, interests that could pull in either way. Uh, because with Literati, we want to make books that will drive people to comic shops that don't necessarily go. Uh, and even when we're putting out a book like Here's a sci-fi book. It turns out it's a romantic comedy. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, here's a uh, Western. Turns out it's not exactly a Western. You know, here's a uh, uh, political, social, uh, uh, ecological thriller. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's so much more. You know, or here's a superhero book that's not a superhero yeah, book. Glamorella's daughter is, yeah, is it, it deals something with, different. Yeah, it deals with uh, more social issues and more mm-hmm. uh, uh, familial issues. So it's it's all of that stuff. So it, it's um, not only do we just put out pretty good comics, we put out pretty good comics with reason. Right. But we don't try to hammer it. No, know. it's about it's about making something new that's that's that you just can't find from DC or Marvel. Exactly. Yeah. Do you has the Kickstarter also helped you reach out beyond Oklahoma City and out beyond Oklahoma? Oh, absolutely. Um, now we're we've gone worldwide. Like uh, there are people yeah. like in Italy that are that eat us up like oh my god blackjack demon is one of the biggest things over there and That's amazing. Um, we, we found a picture of ours in a uk yeah uh, comic shop oh my god yeah. which is exciting and uh i have a, a buddy who lives in morocco and he he uh uh goes uh you know between there and france all the time and you know he just sends us pictures of uh literati stuff found in the wild so, so cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so far three continents and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and growing. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> and where can people find out more about this, uh, more information about Alien Engaged and the Kickstarter? Uh, I have the Kickstarter on my link uh, or my bio mm-hmm. in my um, Instagram. I'm at Tidy White, T-I-G-H-T-Y-W-H-I-T-E. And it's also on the Literati uh, Press uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that in just in the bio, uh, link in the bio? I uh, believe so. Okay. Yes. And uh, you can, of course, look up Literati Press on, on in Kickstarter or Alien Engaged on Kickstarter and you'll find it. Yes. Uh, right now it would be kick, uh, Alien Engaged 2, uh, A-L-I-E-N-G-A-G-E-D. Yeah, Alien Engaged, just all one word. All just one word. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's really a great, great, the first book was fantastic. We're looking forward to reading the second one, which we, did we figure out when it's going to be? Uh, looks up? like it's next week. Next week. Yep. And that if we're be, lucky. And <laughs> so once, once you once you it hits the press, how long before it actually hits comic books? Is that actually next so, week is when we're talking about it hitting comic book stores? Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Wow. So um, 
No, typically there is about a month uh, turnaround from when we have to send it off to the distributors yeah. to when it gets distributed. Because uh, it takes, you know, about a week and a half to uh, get there. They have to check everything in, uh, confirm orders, uh, then pull everything to ship out to stores, and then it gets uh, put out in yeah. that time. And still on Wednesday, which is, of course, comic book day. Yeah, well... Um, or is some, it still comic book day? So some, <laughs> some <laughs> play, uh, we're, we're allowed to sell on Tuesdays, but most shops uh, take that time to uh, do the polls to make sure that uh, mm-hmm. all your subscribers get get their comics and you make sure that uh, everything's checked in and you take the time to know your product. Right. Um, so we do Wednesday uh, at New World, but other places, uh, some some are Tuesday, but most are Wednesday anymore. So just a kind of an inside baseball, do you just spend your Tuesday evenings just reading a bunch of comics <laughs> so you'll be ready the next morning? When Sometimes, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That'd be a lot of reading. <laughs> well, it is, and it's a lot of fun. Turns That's out true. I like comics. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're in the right business. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, which really helps since you've been doing this for uh, uh, almost 20 years now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since I uh, got a job there at two, uh, in 2001 and took over at two, in 2006. That's so. just amazing. So everyone look up uh, Alien Engaged, and they can find you at Tidy White on Instagram. Yep, absolutely. And Literati Press everywhere. Uh, yeah, li- yeah, just Google it. Maybe we'll, <laughs> you'll find us. If you go or, to literatipressok.com, you will actually, they've got links to their Facebook, their Twitter, their Instagram, and you can find them anywhere. And of course, we'll have them also in our show notes. So looking yeah. forward to Alien Gage 2 coming out and Alien Gage 3, hopefully next month. Hopefully so. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. That's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU. Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Greg White and Buck Berlin, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.